What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. We're going to get into the whole Cain Velasquez story. I've been receiving so many emails from you guys asking about, you know, what happened, what's my take on it, especially since I'm a parent. You know, what, quote, unquote, what would you do in that situation? Uh, we'll get into all that. First, I wanted to address, since last episode, we, we passed 10,000 downloads in a year, which is, it may not sound like a lot of downloads, but you got to think about 10,000 downloads in a first year of a brand new podcast. Absolutely insane. Thank you guys so much for all the support. We're at like 250 reviews on Apple Podcasts or in iTunes. We're at about uh, around 50 on Spotify. So if you guys are on Apple or Spotify, thank you guys so much for reviewing. If you haven't reviewed yet, please go leave a you know one to five star rating, whatever you truly believe it, this show deserves. I greatly appreciate it. It has helped tremendously. Now, one thing I wanted to address uh, is I get a lot of feedback from you guys. I love that. I love the the criticism. I love the praise or whatever you guys want to call it. The compliments. I don't really want to say praise. Compliments. It, it, it's all taken and I, I do review it. Now, a lot of people are you know trying to say, oh, well, what kind of podcaster are you? What kind of podcast is your podcast? Because you have like comedy podcasts, political podcasts, news podcasts interview podcast dude i am all of the above i talk about whatever i want when i want because i had i had somebody i don't know who it was because again some of you guys that you know please don't be afraid to share to share who you are so we can have a regular discussion i i, I get some like fake emails that were just made because people don't want to use their real emails i get it but at the same time it's like if you're gonna say certain things you know come on like just be real and let's have a conversation about it people you know uh, i was told by a couple of different people that you need to find one thing. If you're going to do interviews, you can only do interviews. You can't do solo shows. If you're going to talk about politics, you can only talk about politics. You can't talk about gaming. If you're only going to talk about gaming, or if you're going to talk about gaming, you can only talk about gaming. No, I can do whatever the f I like. Let's just be honest here. This is my podcast, my show. I talk about what I want to talk about. That's it, plain and simple. So that, there's me addressing that. Uh, you know, honestly, I like giving you guys a very wide variety of things here. If you like the interview podcast, the way I do my show is obviously ran by you guys. Any kind of topic you guys want to hear, I give my opinion on it. If I think it's worthy of a 30 to an hour long show, then I'll definitely talk about it. Uh, but that's why you got to look for the titles of the show. If it, you know, I, I always put the title in the title pretty much exactly what that show is based around. So if you're not into politics, you know, you'll find it in the title. And you, you know, I don't want to listen. I don't want to hear anything about politics. Don't listen to that episode. It's not, not going to offend me. You know, if, if you're not into gaming and you're here for the politics and you see a gaming topic on there, you you know, by all means, just skip over whatever you don't want to hear. I, you know, so this is my place to come and vent. I appreciate you guys listening to me. We, we just hit 10,000 downloads. But what's crazy is we had a huge surge last week and we're already almost at 12,000 downloads. I, you know, that means you guys are sharing with your friends. I greatly appreciate it. If you guys want to email me, you guys can go to Glock9show.com. My new website, if you guys have not seen it, is G-L-O-C-K-N-9-N-E-S-H-O-W.com. You guys can find the contact page. You guys can contact me through my email. You can get, you know, find me on Twitter. All the links are down below. You know, I always love to hear from you guys. But before we get into the Cain Velasquez story, I got to thank one of our sponsors. We the People Holsters. Make some amazing in-waistband and outside-waistband holsters or Kydex holsters, and they are very comfortable for all my gun owners out there who love to carry, who believe in the Second Amendment. There's so many different styles to choose from. Any attachments you have on your firearm, they have a solution for you. Trust me, it's the biggest Dropbox I've ever seen on a holster website. Anything from flashlights, lasers, 
uh, any kind of sites you have on there, they will find a fit for you and they fit perfectly. It's they're absolutely amazing. But also you guys know me, you guys see my shirts on stream all the time. Uh, they have such an amazing apparel line and everything, everything is made, done, packaged, shipped in the US. And you know how I feel about that, you know, supporting our own. Make sure you go and check them out today. We the people holsters.com. You can use my code to get 15% off. It's Glock915. It's G-L-0-C-K-N-9-N-E-1-5 at checkout for 15% off. Trust me, you will not regret it for all you, all you gun owners out there. I love my, I actually have my holster sitting right here. It's it's honestly so comfortable. I will say one thing, you know, uh, off script about We The People holsters is my in the waistband for my, my concealed carry. The best thing about these holsters is they do not, rub into your skin is you don't feel like you're being stabbed and you know me i have a little bit of muffin top too so they are very comfortable to carry so again we the people holsters.com use my promo code glock 9 gl0 cknn nine one five thank you we the people so let's get into this so full disclaimer here um uh, this is not a me and kane velasquez were best friends or are the bestest friends in the whole wide world but if you guys listen to my mma uh history podcast from quite a long long time ago i used to do mma back in the day i went to the the, their training facility in san jose california american kickboxing academy where you had you had kane velasquez was there you had daniel cormier there josh koscheck you know at the time kind of like the who's who of the ufc kane velasquez was just making his ufc debut when i was training there and i will say one thing about kane velasquez he is a amazing human being a very, very friendly person. He may not look like the most friendliest person. It's very hard to get him to smile, especially in pictures, even though I did get one. Uh, a while back, we were at a, uh, a Strike Force event. We ran into each other about six six or seven years ago, and he took a picture with me. You know, He remembered who I was after actually after a long time, and he took a picture. He actually put a smile on it. It was kind of, kind of funny, but uh, there's one thing I will say about the man is uh, you don't mess with this man's family or friends. He, this is one of the most down mother effers. That's the best way I could put it that you could find in somebody that, like we all knew his family is his life. Um, his friends, he would, he would give you the shirt off his back if he could. Yeah. That's why I remember about him when I, when I used to train with them uh, for the brief time I trained with them for, for, for about a year. Um, very kind person. I mean, he could have easily blown me off. I was a nobody, but he took me, um, anytime I had a question, he took me to the side. He would show me things, especially in, you know, with wrestling, I wasn't the best wrestler and, you know, took time out of his important training sometimes to show other people, not just me, other people, a lot of cool things. So I have, I have, I guess you could say kind of a soft spot for the guy because all the, the, the personal interactions I had with him, but I want to get into what happened. Um, this is kind of a really upsetting story. And uh, kind of shocking. No, no, I don't want to say shocking. Hang on, let me let me fix my words for a minute. I'm not going to edit that out. It's kind of shocking, you know, because you wouldn't really expect him to lose his cool like that. He's a very usually, you know, very calm, collected. Um, I'm not saying that just for me being a person. It's just how he usually is. You see it in his pre-fight things. He's had people talk about him, and he doesn't he doesn't care. He's very quiet. Does his own thing. There's a big difference, though, when you mess with someone's family. So it's been kind of going back and forth about who the family member was 
So I'm just going to say it out, you know, here. So Ryan Bader, who's a who's a former UFC fighter, and uh, I believe he's still in Bellator, but no longer the champion. He released it. He released it in an Instagram post that uh, it was his four year old son that we're going to kind of get into what happened with him. So we're going to read an article here from SportingNews.com. This was written on March 2nd by Daniel Yanofsky. Uh, it says, former UFC, UFC heavyweight champion Cain Velasquez was arrested earlier this week following a shooting in Morgan Hill, California, near San Jose. He is facing 10 charges, including attempted premeditated murder. According to MMA junkie, Velasquez was also charged with shooting at a motor vehicle or aircraft, one count, uh, assault a firearm, three counts, assault a deadly weapon, three counts, willfully discharging, discharging a firearm from a vehicle, one count, and carrying a loaded firearm with intent to commit a felony, one count. Maybe I shouldn't have used We The People Holsters as the sponsor of this show, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. Anywho, continuing, he could face up to 20 years in to life in prison if convicted. So why was he arrested? According to a report from the San Jose Mercury News, police in San Jose say that Velasquez fired a handgun multiple times into a vehicle that was carrying Harry Goularte and that several bullets struck Goularte's stepfather, who was also in the vehicle. Velasquez also rammed his Ford F-250 into the side of the Silverado, carrying Goularte and his stepfather, police said. Goularte is facing felony charges of molesting a child, the Santa Clara District Attorney's Office said. Multiple reports said the child is a relative of Velasquez, his four-year-old son, allegedly. I'm going to say allegedly, because that's coming from Ryan Bader, um, who I know in the past has had ties uh ties to velasquez so again that could be hearsay but either way we do know that it was a member of his family it could have been like a niece it could, but it, uh, more than likely what for him to go this crazy i'm um i'm i'm going to suggest that it probably is his four-year-old son uh continuing uh gallardo is facing felony charges of molesting a child the santa clara district attorney office said it. multiple reports said that the child is a relative of velasquez Police allege that Gularte touched the child inappropriately multiple times while working at a child care facility run by Gularte's mother. Gularte lives in the same facility at, or same building as the facility. Gularte was arraigned on February 25th in Santa Clara County Superior Court. The judge granted supervised release. The district attorney's office said in a statement that that it objected to that decision. First off, I don't understand how you can be let out while waiting for a hearing for child molestation. You know, there's many sins and felonies and crimes, whatever you want to say, that are somewhat forgivable, understandable. Um, there's one that I have no patience, no sympathy. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm very extreme when it comes to this subject, which is also kind of why I took a while to not make a podcast right away on this particular, particular subject. Cause as a father of four children, one boy, and three girls, this absolutely infuriates me. Um, it, it, it's, it's something that any parent, um, unimaginable. You know, for this to happen to your child, and reading this story really, really kind of set me off. Um, so continuing, it says the DA's office said that Galarte was scheduled to pick up an electronic monitoring bracelet the day of the shooting. 
Velasquez found out and initiated an 11-mile high-speed chase through San Jose trying to track down Galarte. Galarte's stepfather, Paul Bender, uh, was wounded in the arm and torso during the chase. And he is, he did survive. It says expected, but he did survive. Uh, Velasquez's next court date is March 23rd. His arraignment, which will include a hearing on bail, was delayed until March 7th. He'll remain in jail until then. I have an update on that in a second. Quote, the sad tragedy is that Mr. Velasquez chose to take the law into his own hands, endangering the public and everyone in the truck. Santa Clara County District Attorney Jeff Rosen said this act of violence also causes more pain and suffering to his family. Velasquez, who is 39, made his MMA debut in 2006 and joined the UFC in 2008. He went 12-3 and with the promotion. He beat Brock Lesnar for the UFC heavyweight title. Uh, after losing the belt to Junior Dos Santos in 2011, he regained the title in a rematch in 2012. Injuries affected his career, and he has... Uh, Competed only three times since 2013. Velasquez's last MMA fight was a knockout loss in February 2019 to Francis Ngannou. And he also was working um, in pro wrestling, competing for AAA and WWE. Um, people within the MMA community praised Velasquez on social media uh, for his actions. And we don't have to get into all those. But following that up here, you have... Uh, from Bleacher Report, former UFC champ Cain Velasquez denied bail after arrest on attempted murder charge. Uh, it says, former UFC fighter Cain Velasquez was denied bail uh, on Monday as he awaits trial for attempted premeditated murder. Um, quote, it is clear to this court that there is a clear and convincing evidence that there is substantial likelihood that release would result in great bodily injury, not just to the named complaining witnesses in this case, but to Santa Clara residents at large. Hmm. I'm going to stop right there for a second. Oh, here he is. The last part of this actually says, this case involves allegations of extreme recklessness to human life. Kind of like a grown man um, molesting a four-year-old child that you decided to immediately let back into society without, you know, with bail. I mean, kind of odd that you, you, the words you choose to use, I'm going to read that real quick again. There is clear and convincing evidence that there is a substantial likelihood that release would result in great bodily injury. This case involves allegations of extreme recklessness to human life. Extreme like recklessness to me is being a predator of children. So why, why was he allowed on bail? In my opinion, I'm going to give my full opinion in a second, but just right off of that statement from the judge, it this to me is not just on Cain Velasquez. It's a failure of our justice, part of our justice system, where, in my opinion, child molestation and other kind of acts of that nature aren't handled properly. The punishment isn't as, as severe. So you have somebody that's accused of touching some a, a child. By the way, it was multiple children. I, I haven't seen the, them or those reports in these articles. Multiple children came forward. I don't believe Velasquez's son or relative that that you know he went he went crazy over was the first one to step forward. I've seen multiple reports uh, in different reports that other kids came forward and then they went and talked to their their relative or his his kid. And he admitted to it too. And um, so you weren't just being, 
you know, you weren't just being accused by one person or one child. You were being accused by multiple that were in that facility. So I, I would love an explanation of why he got bail and he was allowed out, whether it was supervised or not. He, he should have been behind bars until all the evidence was presented and he had a hearing. Um, continue with this article. Uh, it says, quote, ramming a vehicle in the middle of the day where, where there are citizens out driving, going about their business and shooting out of a car at other individuals, which is reckless by any standard, uh, Judge Brown said at, to the decision of the decision to deny, deny him bail. Anyone could have been injured. Anyone could have been killed. And when this court looks at Article 1, Section 12, it is this level of risk that the court must take into consideration. With that said, this court is making the ruling that the risk is too great that there will be no bail set at this time. Gularte has been arrested on bail and is facing child molestation charges. According to Felix Cortez of KSBW.com, Gularte is accused of molesting at least one of the children who attended his mother's daycare and investigating investigators are continuing to look into whether he may have be, have victimized more children. And again, yeah, I remember this was written like three weeks, two, two or three weeks ago. As of right now, detectives are interviewing all the involved parties that attend, attend the daycare and we're seeing if any of these children are potential victims. Um, throughout this investigation, detectives later determined there are over 20 plus juvenile participants who attend this daycare. Galarte had been arrested and charged just days before Velasquez allegedly chased him in his car and shot at his vehicle. Um, so <laughs> I don't know where to start with this. So when I look at a case like this and I, and I look at a story like this, I try and put myself in their shoes. And I think the best way to sum this up, Dana White, the president of the UFC, his first initial, I'm going to read, I'm going to read, uh, two letters that were written to the judge, but the first thing Dana White said, he was, uh, doing an interview with Barstool Sports and he was asked about his thoughts on Cain Velasquez. And these are his exact words, quote, I obviously feel sorry for him and his family. It's a horrible thing. I don't know enough details to speak on it, but from what I've heard, we all say we'd do it if it ever happened to us and Cain did it. And that's kind of the way I think about it. Any of us that have kids, you know, and any of us that have kids, we've always said if somebody touches our kids, we kill them, we beat them within an inch of their life. I've heard, you know, you can go on and on about the things that we've said that we would do. Because I know damn right well, I would lose my crap if somebody touched one of my children. Because you got to remember, you know, just, you know, Anyone that knows me knows how I feel about my kids or my life. My, you know, I, I released a podcast a while ago talking about how I feel like I shouldn't be here. Um, I was seconds away from committing suicide when I was uh, 18 years old. And my, you know, my wife, obviously, and then absolutely my kids, I feel give me, they, they are my life. They give me, they give me reasons to get up in the morning, and go to work. Uh, they give me that motivation. They are my everything. And that's how, 99% of parents feel about their kids. So anyone touches my kids and especially if they go to jail and you let them out. Yeah. I might just, you know, be crazy enough to go put matters in my own hands because you failed. So I understand that 100%. I mean, I, I, you know, what he said right there is everyone says they'll do it and he did it. 
and we'll get into we'll get into what he did in a second and the things that in my opinion were, were too far but um so this is written by yahoo sports it says ufc president dana white and several other mma stars are speaking out officially to support kane velasquez who has been charged with attempted murder in california White and 33 others in the MMA world wrote letters to Santa Clara County Superior Court in support of Velasquez. Uh, Velasquez was denied bail in the case earlier in the month after he was released and charged for allegedly trying to kill a man, among other things, uh, who was charged who was charged himself for allegedly molesting Velasquez's young relative. "Quote: I have known Mr. Velasquez for more than 15 years, and during his time as an active athlete in the UFC, he represented our company with dignity and would always treat others with respect." White, White wrote in his letter uh, via, via ESPN, he was a model example of how a professional athlete should carry himself, projecting a positive image in UFC's fan base. White was joined by Kamaru Usman, Khabib Nur- Nurmagomedov, Daniel Cormier, Hen- Henry Cejudo, Brandon Moreno, Fabricio Verdum, Ryan Bader, Yara Rodriguez, Kelvin Gastelum, uh, and many others. Bellator president Scott Coker also joined the group per ESPN, along with WWE's Rey Mysterio. Uh, quote, Kane has helped me on more occasions than I can count, Cormier wrote in his letter. Like me, he is a father and husband, so he knows the demand of trying to do it all. Throughout the years, he has traveled with me, supported me, and even helped me prepare for a coaching job at the high school where, while I retired from my fighting career. Kane has taken it upon himself to help every chance he gets. During the pandemic, when many gyms and restaurants were closed, Kane opened up his home and provided a place for wrestlers to train and eat. He even housed them. You know, and and none none of those stories surprised me whatsoever. Uh, from the short time, you know, I would say short year that I I spent uh, in their camp and training with them and getting to know them, it doesn't surprise me he would open his house to people. Um, but again, the the the, the issue here. Again, I would go back to the justice system when it comes to um, child molestation. A lot of the times, a lot. Of, I'm gonna say a lot of the times for the main reason that I know some people listen to my podcast from work and they know the things that have happened with a recent coworker last year who was arrested on <laughs> at work for. Uh, it's not. And I shouldn't really be laughing, but um, we're kind of the same thing. I'm not gonna get into details about that. That's more. That's, that's totally different, but. He's still in jail, as he should be. He was accused. He was accused. Um, judging by the testimony that he gave, he he kind of, from the thing I read from his his answer he, he gave was he kind of admitted to it, but then he tried to walk it back. So now he's trying to seek a not guilty plea. But for the meantime, you're staying your ass in jail. I mean, there has to be some kind of evidence to keep you in jail, but at the same time, what should be happening with this case and you read some other things where there's more than one, it's not just Velasquez's relative or son. There are many uh, kids that have said the same things. Now, for what I, I, I do know in Velasquez's son or a relative or whoever, whoever we find out later who it is for sure said that it happened over, quote over a hundred times. Now imagine being the father of this child and them telling you this man, this grown 40 plus year old man inappropriately touched me over a hundred times. And you think that you're going to stay calm, cool and collected. Now, obviously it was reported first. 
It was reported first. He was taken to jail. Um, and then you, re- uh, from my understanding, he was released in about 24 hours, 20, 24 to 36 hours. And yeah, as a parent, you're going to lose your stuff. Now, when it comes to chasing him down, I'm okay. I get it. When it comes to if he would have got his hands on him and beat him with an inch of his life, I would understand. As a pro Second Amendment person and a pro gun owner, um, you, I'm sorry, you cannot. I think the most severe punishment that he will get is the fact that he was driving and shooting out of his vehicle and he hit somebody that wasn't Gularte. He hit his stepfather who, as far as we know, is innocent. That's that's where he's going to get in trouble for this. Because I, I can't remember what the exact crime is uh, uh, where, like, people have gotten lesser sentences for crime of passions. Like, you find, like, you find your, you walk in on your wife or your husband cheating on you and, you know, you, it's a crime of passion. You're going to, you know, it's like the judge, like the judge knows you're going to, you know, in that situation, you're going to lose your, you know, it's, it's undeniable. Uh, so you usually it's like, it's not premeditated. They're saying because he brought a gun with him to chase him down that he already planned on killing him. I can see the argument for that. I'm just being a realist here. Uh, I can see the argument for that. Um, you know, chasing him down, ramming into him multiple times, shooting at him out of a moving vehicle where the, you know, a bullet could straight and hit some innocent person or child. I get it. Um, but at the same time, the judge and and people need to understand. You know, I think no matter what, he's gonna get some kind of jail time for it. Um, I'm part. I mean, I'm personally part of the hashtag free cane. <laughs> like I, I honestly, as a father, I understand. I get it. But at the same time, uh, per our justices and per laws, there's certain things you can't do, and especially shooting out of a vehicle while you're chasing somebody, you're gonna get in some trouble for it. I don't believe. I don't believe that he should get life. I don't even think he should get 20 years. I think it should be a, a pretty light sentence. And then, especially especially if you find out for 100% certainty that Gularte actually did touch his child or his relative. Um, but at the same time, I, I, I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to get a broken record right now. There's no reason at all he, that Gularte should have been released with those allegations until you were 100% certain because if he was released on um, supervised watch why can't Velasquez get bail and be on house arrest he can't leave his house why can't he be at home with his family because what he did was for his family oh his was more severe really stealing the innocence of a child and that's where I talk about, you guys hear me say this all the time, there's a war on children. A few years ago in California, they passed a bill, it's called the SB 145. Now there are some, okay, there are some quote unquote, I don't like fact checkers, but there are some lies and misinformation about it. But initially this, they're, they're, they're covering this bill up to say, oh, it's to stop discrimination against LGBTQ. Uh, because it was only about vaginal and not, not anal or oral. Uh, but the, in California, there's a 10-year gap, okay? So there's a 10-year gap of, you know, so it's only up to 14 years old. 
So if you're 24 years old and you're consensually having, you know, intercourse with a 14 year old, you're within the 10 year gap. In reality, if it's consensual, it's not technically illegal. A judge can decide to put you on the Megan's Law Registry of Sex Offenders or whatever, but it's not illegal. You will not go to jail for it. Now, that's that's true. People thought that it was people thought that this bill was like saying if you you know, if you're 21 with an 11-year-old, no, the 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 age stops at 14, which is still disgusting, 24 and 14. But the problem is that they, so they passed SB 145, but what they're not telling you when you look up SB 145 is the other bills that were rejected that correlate with SB 145. They're trying to make it, or they were they were trying to make it before it was rejected. They were trying extremely hard, saying that young adults who are thir- young adults 13 years old uh, have the right to choose if they want to engage in that act or not, and they believe. If it's consensual, no matter what, which is over a 10 year gap, as long as the, you know, quote unquote minor is consenting to it, it should be allowed and should not be on a registry. The judge shouldn't have it shouldn't have a say uh, because they're, they're trying to give 13 year olds who are, you know, we can all agree are not mature enough um, trying to give them, cons- you know, allow them to have consent and then parents would have no say. You know, that's one thing you can look into, which, which is absolutely crazy because it's really the Internet's very, very easy to bury things like that. Because we, I remember we were looking this whole thing up and listening to it uh, since I live in California. They so they passed SB 145 and then they, they just they blocked out all the denied bills that were trying to X out the parents from having a say and allowing a larger than a 10 year gap. So essentially a 28 year old can be with a 14 year old and the parents have no say because the 14 year old is like, so what? I love him. And they were, they were being groomed the whole time by this 28 year old, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's sickening. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm not going to get too far into that because for me personally, this is a very uncomfortable topic to even talk about. Um, because I, again, I have four children and I would probably be in this, this same boat, which at the same time, let me, let me, from a sane frame of mind, I, I, you know, there was a, there was a video that came out years ago of this guy went to the gas station with his daughter. His daughter is 16 years old and a drunk guy went into the bathroom. Uh, the guy was so, dr- I mean, he, you can see the video. The guy was so drunk. He didn't even know where he was. And supposedly he was trying to open the bathroom stall cause he had to use the bathroom but it was locked because the the daughter was in the bathroom stall and then uh, she freaked out. And when she came out of the bathroom, she saw the guy went and told her dad, she went and told her dad about it. And again, obviously this guy is drunk. You can see him stumbling around. He doesn't know where he's at. She didn't say that he was trying to do anything, but it was still, you know, for her, she was like a 15, 16 year old girl. She was kind of freaked out by it. I understandably, well, the dad goes over and literally Beats the guy, um, beats him senseless. The guy, the, the, the drunk guy doesn't even try and fight back. One punch, he's on the ground, and, and the dad kicks him in the face like seven or eight times. And the guy dies. Clearly dies. Like, literally, the, the dad beat him to death over trying to open a bathroom stall while he was belligerently drunk. But he wasn't, from what they were, you know, if you actually listen to the girl talk, 
he wasn't saying to her he didn't you know he goes hey why you know he was saying something why is this door locked you know um yeah i need to use the bathroom why did they lock the door where's the key so he didn't even realize that the, the girl was actually in the stall he was just trying to use the bathroom at the gas station and the father went way overboard killed the guy and now he's facing uh he or he he actually was charged with murder and is facing 25 years to life so now you're not even there for your daughter you're not going to see her graduate from high school you're not going to see her graduate from college if she goes to college you're not going to see you're not, you're not going to be a part of her life now. That's a totally different situation. Um, and it's one thing, you know, it's in those kind of situations you really need to keep your cool. Like if he would have talked to, you know, asked her, like, well, what was he doing? What was he saying? Was he trying to grab you? Was he doing this? You know, then you wouldn't have needed to go that far. Now, if he was actually trying to grab her and actually get in the stall with her because he had malicious things on his mind that he wanted to do to her and then the father did something like that i would completely understand i i you know you you just tried to rape my daughter or molest her whatever in the bathroom at the gas station yeah i'm probably gonna end up be, beating you with an inch of your life and you know people were defending this dad and that's the one time i kind of disagreed that he went way overboard over the situation when you look at the actual facts of the situation now if you, if if my son came to me and said that you know his he doesn't go to daycare. I'm just using the same example for Cain Velasquez. Um, if my son came to me, who's seven years old, and said that my my daycare teacher has touched me inappropriately uh, over a hundred times, we report it. Uh, we report it. He goes to jail for 24 to 36 hours, and the and the judge lets him out. Yeah, I'm probably going to be really really pissed off and take matters. I probably would take matters in my own hands. So I'd be I, I would be lying if I told you that I don't. I don't disagree with what Cain Velasquez did. I do disagree with the shooting. I don't agree with shooting out of the vehicle, shooting at him. You shot, uh, you shot the wrong person. Uh, you know, any of those bullets could have straight and hit somebody else. I'm also not a fan of trying to ram the vehicle, but under, it's more understandable. Um, I can see more or less if you followed him and waited till you got out of the car and then approached him, that would be more understandable. But then also you got to remember this was a professional fighter, and I tell people this all the time. As a uh, former amateur slash professional fighter, I had to register my hands as lethal weapons. I'm not saying that to sound badass. That's just what you have to do. If you if you apply for a fighter's license, um, your hands are considered lethal weapons. So if you go if you go and get into a bar fight and you're the aggressor and it's not clear self defense, you will get assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, so you know even if even if Cain Velasquez did that he would be facing some serious charges. But that's all the information we have on it right now as as, as of yeah, March 16th. Um, we will hopefully hopefully hear something by, I think he has a, a court date in April. But as for my thoughts on the whole thing, I, I completely understand where his outrage will come from. I understand um, the outburst and anger and the action that he took. I may disagree with some of the things that he did, uh, like I just like I just named, but at the end of the day, I'm a father of four children. I understand. I I, I don't quote unquote blame him for acting in that way, especially when you feel like you reported it, you did the right thing, and the guy gets to basically walk on bail. Like you shouldn't be. We should have a way way stricter um, penalties for these kind of crimes. Like let, let's let's think about this for a second. 
you know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the, the punishment for child molestation. Obviously, if you get found guilty, you know, you do some jail time, but then you usually will get out, you know, um, you would basically get out and you just have to, have to go on a register. You, you, you're on Megan's Law. You just can't live within certain miles of school. Your neighbors will know because you're on Megan's Law if they look it up. Um, but you go about your life and you don't have to really disclose. You can't work with children, obviously. But it's not that harsh of a punishment. You know, in other countries, I'm not I'm not suggesting this, but I'm just saying. In other countries, do you know why they don't steal? They'll cut your finger off. Some countries will cut your whole hand off for stealing. Even if you steal an apple, they'll cut your hand off. Because you're a thief. I'm not saying, you know, cut their hand off. But the stricter the punishment for a crime like that, people aren't going to risk that. Stealing the innocence of a child. Stealing the innocence of a child should have a very, very severe punishment. Not like a slap on the wrist. You go out there, go sign up for this registry, go on with your life. No. It should be a very long sentence. You know, it should be it should be some some severe punishment. Seriously. Like I I you know, <laughs> I, I, the things I want to say, I can't really say on a podcast because it, it, it could be taken the, the wrong way. But there needs to be much more severe consequences for stealing the innocence of a child, for molestation, for uh, for child rape. The laws we have in this country are not severe enough on that. But anyways, guys, uh, that's all I really got to say about that. I appreciate all the... You know, all the feedback. I appreciate a lot of you guys reached out to me about this topic, which I thought was pretty crazy. I had a lot of people sending me emails. I had some DMS on Instagram. You guys are, you guys are really interested in what I had to say about, about the topic and what I would do in that situation. But you guys can go to my website again, Glock nine show.com. You guys can go, you know, you have all of our sponsors there. You have all the information that you guys want there. You can find that you can actually listen to the podcast on the website. There's a contact me section. If you guys would like to donate to the podcast, there's also a link on there as well. It greatly helps out when it comes to trying to get the, the stuff we need for video. A lot of you guys have been asking for video podcasts. It's not as easy as you think. I need, I need, you know, I'm working on it. If you guys want to donate so you guys can help me out again, you can find that on my website, glock9show.com. Well, that's it for this episode guys i greatly appreciate all the feedback and the reviews the best way to help this podcast grow is to leave a review on apple Podcasts and spotify so that way we get pushed up the charts and people find the podcast but the easiest way to get more listeners is for you to share this podcast with a friend i greatly appreciate it make sure you guys if you guys share it on twitter or instagram tag me in it i would gladly retweet it Make sure you guys follow me on Truth Social. If you guys are on Truth Social, I am at Glock9, G-L-O-C-K-N-9-N-E. As always, guys, all the links are down below. Any information you need. Until the next time, stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll see you on the next episode. Peace!